Hi, welcome to the Fatherly Edition, a podcast by Tommaso Maggio, alongside with a cavalcade of Daddy. Join us! Hi everyone, welcome back to the Father Edition, podcast by Tommaso Maggio, and today we are pleased to have as guest Bilal Sadiq. Bilal is from the Western world, but now he's moved to Singapore since five years. He's into PE, education, and his passion for technology bring him to basically be a coach for other teachers and basically push them to incorporate technology in their own field. He has a daughter, that's why we call him here uh, to explain his experience. So, please, Bilal, introduce a bit yourself. Thank you again for being here. Thank you, Tommaso. Um, thank you for the brief introduction. Um, so, yeah, my name is Bilal Sadiq, originally from Lebanon. Um, I currently live in Singapore. I've been in Singapore for five years now. Um, I'm a father first. Um, and I'm also a sport educator and a TEDx speaker, um, with emphasis on, um, learning through play. Um, and, uh, I love technology uh, as part of my job as a PE educator, I'm trying to, uh, spread the message that technology is the future in education. So what I'm trying to do um, is try to um, educate other educators on how to integrate technology in teaching to promote learning through play. Um, um, so that that is something uh, brief about uh, who is Bilal. Well, it's quite a mission, I would say. It's just uh, it's not a small things. Basically, you try to change the world one mind at a time. So. Yeah. That is a good challenge. So you repick a good challenge. So yeah. tell me who you are you now, and since your daughter is quite not old, but ten years old, is I yeah I remember well. So how you were ten years ago? How changed? Can you? Oh, Tommaso, this is a difficult question. But again, if I reflect, ten years ago. I would say I had no purpose, if you know what I mean. Like I didn't know my purpose, but I was literally everywhere. Um, I didn't know where I'm heading. Um, my daughter was born, and I would say just the fact that I became a father, I just... I had to find, I had to find my purpose. Um, I was into a lot of things and, um, running different businesses, um, but nothing that I was doing, I would say, well, uh, sustainable mm-hmm. and as a father, you need to provide right? and sustainability is critical. Um, yeah. It is key, and um, you can't just risk everything. End of the day, um, we need to put bread on the table. Um, so I took the decision 10 years ago 
um, to find my purpose. And um, my daughter played a big part of that. Um, if you ask me now, um, why I'm a good educator? Um, the reason I would say I'm a good educator, I'm a good PE educator, is that I'm able to understand the student needs. Um, and I would say if I wasn't a father, I wouldn't be able to understand their needs the way I do now. So the fact that I, I raised a 10-year-old, I raised 10-year-old daughter, I've learned so much from her. Normally I teach her, but it's the opposite. She teach me how to be patient. She teach me how to be kind, considerate, um, able to adapt my approach. It's not easy, um, but everything I am, I would say thanks to my daughter. She shaped the person I am now and she shaped the, uh, the educator I am now. And, uh, I know it's about fatherhood, but also I want to give huge credit to my beautiful wife as well. They both oh. played an important part. Um, father, father we exist. Now. Sorry. Fatherhood exists because uh, you have a partner, right? Sorry. Fatherhood exists because we have a partner. Of course, of course. Of course. Of course. There is no fatherhood without, without our partner. There is no fatherhood without child. So, yes. of course, who we are yes. is thanks somehow to them. In fact, many yes. say the sum of people we look around, we talk most, or we spend most of the time, if we summarize those other people, there we are. Mm -hmm. So yes. summarize your daughter, your wife, and triangulate with you. That's basically who you are now. Exactly. Understood your lineage, your process, right? True. So it's still you, if you, if you look at the mirror, still Bilal, but from the perspective, from inside, is a very different. More responsible. Right? More responsible. Um, more future oriented. Um, um, I'm able to manage my risks well mm -hmm. now. Um, yeah, um, I know where I'm heading. Um, before I came, before I became a father, I didn't know where I'm heading. Um, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, it's, um, it's like a light. My daughter, it's like a light, you know, to like, she guides me. If you know what I mean, like. 100%. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In fact, uh, I agree with you, what you say. Um, most of the time we say we have, uh, children, we have to educate them, but at the end of the day, they are educating us. Correct. And basically this happened in a daily basis. It's one-to-one. Yeah. We assume, society assumes that yeah. kids have just to listen to us, but basically, even if they don't listen to us, they teach us yeah. something. 
I'm yeah. not sure if the reverse happened all the time. Yeah. But we were lucky. We lucky to have yeah. kids around us. Yeah. Let me tell you a story about mm. my previous job. I'm, I'm recently, I started a new job recently, but at my previous job, they used to call me, what's the word? A children whisperer. Mm -hmm. The children whisperer, yeah. Um, because every time there's a kid crying, I was the person, I was the person that calmed them down. And, and they asked me, how do you do that, Bilal? Amazing! How do you do that? I mean, the, the kid is crying and like four or five teachers surrounding the kid and trying to calm him down or calm her down and it's not working. I come to help and as soon as, as the kid sees me, you know, oh, it just calms down. And they ask me, how do you do it, Bilal? I said, there's no magic way. I, I just do it. And again, if you go back to what I said before, my daughter taught me. So when I talk to a child, I don't stand up. You know, I level, like I try to speak within the same level. Um, um, I don't blame them. I uh, listen and uh, I just be myself be authentic because they can how do what's the word they can detect yes whether you are true honest absolutely and they are they can yeah. sense it they can sense it yes and again if i wasn't the father there's no way on earth i would be able to do that of course you see so everything i learned from my fatherhood now i'm applying it <laughs> into my teaching or into my job. I see. Yes. That's happened even to me when I teach a university or have the yeah. opportunity to do some lab for early years or kids, yeah. both even again, training a CEO or so on. You always yeah. keep in mind what you learn from being a father. So yes, before that I was teaching at university, I say, oh, I'm father of thousands of kids. But then uh, when you became father, say, well, yeah. slightly different. So you yeah. treat them in a different way. But again, once fatherhood play the game, then you yeah. can use what you learn in all your field, whatever, yeah. in, every, in every moment of your life. Correct. So uh, as you say, it's a challenge. Of course, most of the time it's a challenge because it's not an easy game is, and then it's a never ending learning show. But the other day, if you understood some key point, you can somehow sell again in a different market. Let's put in the business world. No. Well, I'm curious about you because you say another things you say is about technology yeah. and for instance, I talk with a lot of parents and I see that, um, of course, there are parents more open to technology, how technology can play with their kids. We are surrounded of technology, from uh, gadget to the latest technology. Yeah. But most of parents seems they are unaware of the potential of technology in the good way and bad way. So you think there is a sort of um, 
uh, digital analphabetism surrounded between parts, basically people of our age, not, I don't talk about olders, but even between our peers. What is your experience? Why we need to push them to use more technology? See, there's a big difference between asking a child to hold an iPad. Right. And go on YouTube or, or anywhere, you know, play games. And the uh, big difference between asking a child to integrate augmented reality into learning or uh, integrate QR codes into learning. Um, that was actually something I discussed in my TEDx talk about the future of PE learning through play. Um, there is like stereotype about the topic of technology, you know, like kids already spending a lot of time at home. Yeah. Why should we bring technology into school? Again, because I wouldn't say, sorry, I'm, I'm not going to say because people are ignorant. They're not, I think because they're not educated yet. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. We are on the same page. I agree. Yeah. They're not educated yet. Um, I would say like, if you look at long time ago, they, there was like people protest, protesting against calculators. Yes. I remember. Remember. And now calculators is everywhere. You see what I mean? People are yes. protesting against ChatGPT. And I would say ChatGPT is going to be the future. Um, so the same thing now, people are resisting technology. Um, but because they don't understand it, they resist it. It's not a big difference. Um, so for me, I'm trying to make them understand. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to show them how it works. So some of the things that I do is, let me give you an example. If you ask a child to run from point A to B and back again, they will run. They won't say no, but eventually they stop because they're bored. Yeah. Right. But then if you ask a child to go from point A to B, but when they reach point B, there is, um, a projector, um, that uses, I would say like moving target videos. Um, let's say I'll project a picture of me that moving from left to right, up and down, and then they have to stop, aim, throw at their teacher, for example, and then go back. They do this all day because they're learning through play. They're having fun. Um, if you say to a child, okay, I want you to do 10 jumping jacks, they will do the 10 jumping jacks happily. But again, eventually they'll stop. But then if I use, um, augmented reality apps and I screen mirror my phone into a projector screen. And then I have games where I promote jumping. For example, every time you jump, a robot goes up. Every time you stop jumping, the robot goes down. And then the idea here is to keep on jumping to save the robot from dying. And again, they do this all day. So I'm not giving the children, I'm not giving the student iPads to sit down. I'm actually using technology to promote 
active learning. Well, you'll create a narrative. That's what makes the, the narrative. Narrative. Yes. yes. The storytelling. Exactly. No? Exactly. Exactly. Not is uh, okay. What whoever can do from A to B, but then it's yeah. the story, and then you play with shape, color, whatever narrative. You add music. That's just to yeah. give some sample. So yeah. now you can do thousands of things at once. Yes. Of course, even the creativity expands. No, somebody is afraid. Just to go back to stereotype. If you yeah. show them too much, then where, why, how they can be creative? Well, those yeah. just, to me, is yeah. the reverse. So if you show the potential, one things, they will yeah. expand. Yeah. True. I mean, the whole reason of doing that, um, I got inspired by, I mean, I every time I take a taxi to work, I like to ask, the drivers, especially the old uncles, you know, and yeah. not just taxi drivers, anyone who is quite old, I like to ask them about physical education when they were kids. Mm -hmm. And I ask them, did you enjoy PE? And the majority, not say everybody, but the majority, they said to me, we hate PE. We don't like PE. All what we used to do, just running, running. So. So the majority dislike PE, and because they dislike PE, as they get older, they dislike exercise. Yeah. So for me, the PE is not about, I'll put this, it's not about creating professionals. It's about creating adults who can live a healthy, active life. Um. So for me now, I look at it, I don't want my children, my students, to say the same thing about PE. So I try to make PE as fun as possible for them to learn. It's a mindset thing. What you want yes. them to learn is a mindset yes. thing. Yeah. Doesn't matter if they don't. No one, no one of them will be on the Olympic. No, yeah. it's the same when we teach design or art, design thinking. We don't assume that everybody will be in that field, but they can use this mindset thing in their yeah. activity. So I'm sure if you show them that doing a activity with your own body is not just yeah. a matter of doing for the sake of doing, mm -hmm. but because again, you can enjoy, you can have, uh, you learned basically trust your friends to mm -hmm. engage with others. There are thousands of skills you learn basically by doing yes. this. So it's something that they say, oh, I start at school, but why stop in the school, right? So it's an activity that stay with them in the, whatever level they will bring to them. I wanna I wanna try to move away from PE. I don't want my, my answer to be just relatable to PE. I wanna try to relate it as much to fatherhood. So if I go back to like this, what my daughter taught me, and how I applied it in my my job, I want I would say like as a father who loves sport, I'm I was trying my best to try to get my daughter into sport, and at first I did not succeed. She's into art, like her mother, which is amazing. 
but not into sport like her father. And that is something that I would say I would blame myself for that because I wanted my daughter to be the best football player. You know, I wanted to get her into football. I mean, I'm a professional football freestyler. Um, you know, you do football tricks with the ball. Right. And I was, I played football when I was younger. I played in some, you know, I wouldn't say professional, not even semi-professional, but I played in some clubs. So I always, I always wanted to be a football, a professional football player. Um, so when my daughter was born, I, I got her this football uniform and I wanted to get her in the football. I forced it on her. You see what I mean? Like I yeah. said, and, and because I did that, I wouldn't say she hates football. She, she disliked the idea now, but I learned from my mistakes and you asked me how I learned from my mistakes. You said narrative before storytelling. Now, every time I take her football, we play head games, beautiful, but watchable with the ball. I wanted to take her swimming because swimming, you know, it's, it's a must skill. You know, it doesn't matter if she likes it or not, you know, right. no choice, you know, she just, she have to learn and she refused to go swimming again. Hey, let's go. We're going to play shark, uh, shark attack, you know? Yeah. You have to find your own strategy. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? So I, because she likes shark attack, she wants to go swimming. Um, I would say the same thing about running tag games, you know, now, uh, Damaso, I do 20,000 steps a day. And not because I want to, not because no, I want I to see. I have to, that's because of my job, but now she loves running. So every time I come home, 20,000 steps on my watch, the first thing we do is I take my daughter out for a run. And that's the most rewarding things, right? Yes. I'm, I'm look, I'm. I'm literally, I'm, I'm probably operating on 2% when I'm home. Um, but I do it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, because I love my daughter, you know, of course, of course I love my daughter, uh, but uh, because I like my daughter, I do it because I'm a father, you know, I mean, like this is my responsibility. If I don't take her out running and teach her and educate her, who else will take her? Right. But at the same time, she inspired you to do it. It's not just because course. your father, no? Yes. Say, it's not just yes. because uh, you want her to go to win some uh, magic award, you know? Well, that's what is the first dream, of course, when you have some passion, the first thing you say when you saw your newborn, oh, you will be, be what a endeavor. <laughs> yeah. But then you realize, okay, there are several room to play around. And basically they inspire us. You're inspired by her. And that's what you say so far. Can I ask you one question? Yes. The way you, you're doing your parenting has to do somehow with how you're being raised by your own parents. Do you see something related to your parents, the way you, you do parenting uh, somehow, of course, Time is different. You are in different mm -hmm. time zone in a different geographical area. Uh, that changed a lot of things. Sure. 
I need to think about this. Um, just give me. Yes. This is this is this is this question to mass. This question to mass or, um, goes straight to my heart. And that's uh, the reason I, I ask you. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's not an easy question. It you know it brings a lot of emotions. I know. So the, the idea is um, again, I ask more or less the same question to everybody, and each of yeah. us has a different way to respond yeah. or no respond. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'd love to respond. I'd love to respond. Um, um, I would say my parents tried their best. Um, I would say kindness. That's something I took from my parents. Um, thinking about others, and that's something that I'm also teaching my daughter being kind to everybody doesn't matter what color what religion where you're from um treats everyone the same um i for example it doesn't matter for me i took from my from my mom my father was away most of the time and uh, spent most of my childhood with my mother um my father was away because of work. He used to work in a different country and I used to see him like once every year or once every two years or sometimes three years. Um, I would say kindness, show gratitude, uh, think about others. And uh, for me at work, for example, I treat them whatever the principle the same way I treat the, you know, the cleaners. Yes. The, so that's something that I always teach my daughter, you know, um, show respect to everybody. Um, and one important thing that also shaped the person I am is resilience. I've, uh, I've struggled a lot. Um, I come from a big family. And, uh, and my family, you know, my brothers, my sisters, bless them. They did the best. They supported me. But there was a time where support is not there. And I had to rely on myself. Mm -hmm. And then some people might say, oh, this is horrible. But for me, I'm optimistic. And I think I thank them. I thank my family for that. Because literally now, thanks to that, you can throw me anywhere. It doesn't matter where you throw me. I'm always going to be standing. I learned, and that's something that I'm teaching my daughter. Um, I'm not perfect. Um, I'm spoiling my daughter. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm, an, I'm the perfect dad. I am not the perfect dad. I make a lot of mistakes, and I'm spoiling my daughter. She's, I, I can't say no to my daughter. I know that's wrong, but I'm learning to say no as I go um there were so many no's in my childhood um and because of that I'm trying to say so many yes but again saying so many yes only making my child weaker mm -hmm. and I don't want my child to be weak I want my child to be strong ready for 
uh, ready strong. Yeah, ready, for ready for reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is life is not a Disney movie. Life is difficult, and uh, I've tried to show my daughter pictures of myself when I was little. I tried to show, like, for example, when my daughter sometimes again, my daughter is not perfect. I'm not perfect. Sometimes, you know, if she wants stuff. I say, you know, I show her pictures of kids on the street, even from garbage. Um, I show her reality as it is. I don't hide things from her. I trust her, I believe in her, and there's nothing to hide. Uh, I just show her life as it is because I've learned from mistakes and uh, I want my daughter... I don't, I don't want to say I want my daughter to be like me. I don't want it to be. I want it to be different. I want it to be better than me. But I want her to know the meaning of resilience. And you can't teach a child resilience by reading a book. No. Or a story. No, the reality check is important. I mean, whatever yeah. you find, everyone can find his own way. Yeah. But if you live just in a bubble, I mean, you can live in a bubble because somehow we are living in a bubble. But spot on and say, okay, this is us, but 10 meters from me, not the other side of the world, mm -hmm. in a di totally different situation. Mm -hmm. And we, again, we need to look the other side of the globe because 90% of the time we have case people that they need yeah. next to us. Yeah. Sometimes it's easy to say the other side of the world. Yeah. And it's important. Uh, and it uh, is important. I agree with what you say. Do you learn uh, from your parents or whatever is next to you from when they did their best and the past side when they have done nothing to support you? Because in a way, you learn how to react to that, right? Yeah. And then you can use this. That became your tools to grow up. And that's exactly. what you want basically your children to learn. Yeah. And then there are different ways, of course. Sure. There is no one is perfect here. The idea even of this podcast just to collect voice and say, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, but nobody yeah. hurts anybody else because we are learning. Yeah. Lifelong learners. That's exactly. The only point. All right. Yes. So thank you for this fantastic uh, uh, piece of life you decided to share with us. Do you have any last suggestion to somebody that is about to having a kid? Yes. I would say cherish every moment. Um, I have a 10-year-old daughter. Um, time goes very fast. Time goes very fast. And I would say cherish every moment. Don't complain because you regret it. Um, cherish every moment, especially at the age of one to six. Um, like I said, time goes fast and, um, as your child gets older, become more independent and the love that you get when the younger, I wouldn't say it will go away, but it won't be the same. Change. Things will change and, uh, cherish every moment right. and good luck. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you for this really honest conversation. Really appreciate it your way of doing it, your way to tell you who you are and the way you feel blessed that you share the fact you feel blessed to having such wife and such daughter with you. So thank you for being with us today. 
Thank you, Thomas. Thank you again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi. Thanks for listening the Fatherly Edition. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow Tommaso Maggio on LinkedIn or subscribe to the Fatherly Edition podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you gain your podcast.